Hey everyone, I'm Ludlow and he's Storley. And welcome to the TNL Playbook. Our goal is to share ideas and resources that can be useful for life and ministry. Nothing is off limits. While we aim to share the gospel because we both are in the seminary, we will seek to share what we think are practical ideas and resources that are useful to everyday living. We realize we all need Jesus, who is the source of all our needs, but we still need to live in this troubled and confusing world while going to our messed up churches with our less than perfect families with way more questions than answers. So this is our playbook for life and ministry. Come with us as we create and share ideas that will help us navigate this game of life. Hey everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Can you say episode five? <laughs> Mercy, we have too much free time to be here doing five episodes of a podcast, man. You ain't doing Listen, school man, work. You gotta be careful what you say. The wrong person might hear this and they might just add. They <laughs> might just add another fifty pages oh, to a reading mercy. assignment. So yeah. you better be careful, bro. Yeah, the 200 pages per class ain't good enough, so let's make it 250. I know, right? Uh, but it's good to be here. Another episode. This week we are discussing Social Justice Part 2. Yes, sir. Last time we discussed Part 1, we went into it a little bit. So this week is the conclusion of that. But before we get into it, what are you thankful for? Brother James. You know, I, I got to tell you this. As we're speaking, I'm looking outside and it it looks beautiful, even though it still bears the effects of winter, which is there are no leaves on the trees as yet. Mm. As yet. You know, the feel of outside is beautiful and mm. you could feel the season changing. And I'm very happy for that. That's something that I'm grateful for. And as you say that, I, I, I witness. I witnessed something uh, uh, this week. So the snow here finally melted. Mm -hmm. And so in my backyard, the snow melted. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking out the door and I'm seeing like these sprouts or these flowers right, right. shooting up. And I'm saying to my wife, what kind of flowers are those that it's growing underneath the snow? So it's mm -hmm. amazing to see the weather change and see God's creation blooming in the midst of the Berrien Springs cold winter. I could tell you this, man. I think it's it's just a shock to us because we're not from these parts around here, <laughs> you know. We're so from the concrete jungle. <laughs> so we're you know we're the one tree isn't in Brooklyn, but we are enjoying this life of nature, this life away from the city, where we're coming to do what God has asked us to do and to be who God has asked us to be. We're excited about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But for what I'm thankful for this week, I I was reflecting this week on, on my two kids. Mm. And I'm just excited to be the father of Matthew and Jacob, my little troublemakers, but they're amazing kids. So I'm thankful that God has given me the privilege to be their dad. So this week, I'm thankful for my two boys. That's awesome, man. Two handsome young men at that. 
Yeah, uh, I'm in trouble. Moms, <laughs> their mom's in trouble. Mercy. And one lady killed in the making. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. So this week we're talking about social justice part two. And I, I got some feedback um, from last week's episode and people were appreciative of some of the facts that were brought forward. And um, I, I think a lot of folks, in a way, you know, they're tired of hearing about social justice. Mm hmm. But this week, we're going to talk about social justice from a vantage point that is purely biblical. We spoke about the social issues last week. We spoke about the economical issues last week. And we spoke about um, our responsibilities as as people, not even people of color, but just people to to um, to build proper community, not for ourselves, but for the generation to come. But this week, we want to take it from a different perspective, a perspective that transcends race, a a perspective that transcends um, any kind of demographic marker that you want to use. How do we want to transition and and to broach it this week? Yeah, and, and as you said, we talked about it the way that everyone's always talked about it. And just to... To recap, one of the things we highlighted is what social justice was, what the definition is. Now, we said it's the fear or just distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society. That means everyone in a society should have access to the same resources that gives everyone an opportunity to be successful and to be happy. It's not just about the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not always about protesting. It's about uh, uh, proper education. Home ownership is one of the things we we focused on last week. And we talked about the discrepancy in the education system. And we posted some stats where only 13% of African-Americans are in colleges. And and, and that's a big thing. But this week, the approach we, we want to talk about what's the role of the church um the church may feel like well we don't have to do anything because we're not we don't go out there and march and and protest but again it's more than just that and then we also want to take it from the perspective of the caribbean church one of the things we said last week was that when you are, are, are being discriminated against when you are feeling oppression uh, it's done based on the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. They don't ask you what your ancestry is. They don't ask what your accent is and then determine whether or not you get a pass or not. The system is set up so that with based on your, and it's crazy, right? It's, it's it, I guess it's what you can see. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the, the, the color of your skin. If mm-hmm. you're a few shades darker than some others, then the system is set up so that you can be oppressed or taken advantage of Mm. uh but the bible tells us and i'm gonna preach right now (laughs) the bible tells us that that this isn't anything new (laughs) right and so today we're gonna look at a few bible texts i mean we're not gonna preach we're not gonna dig into but we just want to well speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) well but we just want to give an idea if you are in ministry, if you're in church and mm-hmm. you're looking at what's going on and you're tired of hearing about it every week from the pulpit, I mean, it's something we should be involved in. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also talk about some things instead of just talking about it. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You and I have a few ideas about things that as churches 
we can do to kind of help in our churches and in our community. So, so that's so, where we'll be going this week. So you're you're telling church folk who who make sure that they before they go to church that their suits are clean and their shoes are shine and their dress is brand new. So when they take that 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 church selfie that they look fresh not from the week before, you're telling them that. Or you're telling us that 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 social justice demands more than looking good, singing a few songs, and and hearing a word. There is more to the spiritual aspect of social justice. It is more than just my thoughts and prayers are with you. Mercy. And I mean, it, that has become a backlash in America, especially when there's a, a mass. It usually seems to happen with mass shooting, or there's mm. a big event where people start to say my thoughts and prayers are with you, which is great. Mm -hmm. You want to pray for people. You want to encourage them. But also, we have to be able to do more. Right. Especially if we're in a position to do more. And uh, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what. Last, so last, we, we touched briefly on, on George Floyd and me watching a video and whatever. But I went through this thing where it was just a depressing thing mm -hmm to just relive and, and to think about. And I was in this headspace where I just felt not just numb, but like hopeless. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is I, 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 I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm angry and I'm talking, I'm like, God, what, what's, why is all this happening? Especially in the peak of the protests and, and all of that. And, uh, and I will tell you, I, I turned to, before I got to my Bible, I was watching something that we discussed, this documentary called 13th. Mm -hmm. And it talked about the industrial prison complex, uh, bails, which we're doing something on bail right now. But it has me look, and then it got me looking to this thing on, on the Civil War, how it started with Mississippi. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, why are all these things happening? But then one night I was up, I couldn't sleep. And I turned to my Bible. Mm -hmm. I got my Bible and I'm reading, and I'm reading the book of Amos. The book of Amos, uh, the theme in it is social justice. And I'm reading some Psalm. Mm -hmm. and, and the theme through the, the Bible is social justice. And it's telling me how God is saying, if you oppress the poor, if you take advantage of the widow, if you mistreat the orphan, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, take revenge against you hmm. for what you've done to them. Hmm. So when it comes to social justice, it's something God is passionate about. It's about taking care of the widow, the poor, the orphan, looking out for their best interests. And if we are followers of Christ, if we say we believe what the Bible teaches, I'm not saying we're going to go out there and destroy, we're, but we are going to make sure we, as an extension of who God is, make sure that those who are disenfranchised or look after those that are poor that those that are hungry they're fed and we, we'll talk about these a, a little mm. bit but that was the experience i had last summer as the height of this thing and that's actually what brought me hope the word of god you know what as i listen to what you're saying it's it's almost like you're telling me or you're sharing with us that this thing of social justice that it it, it breaks down this innate selfishness that's within us mm-hmm you know, um, 
you know, as 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 followers of Christ, people like to say, hey, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. And, you know, we, we, we are grateful that we could we could speak of the countless blessings that we have experienced as being children of God. Mm-hmm. But we, we tend to forget that it's, it, you know, these blessings are almost on scales mm-hmm. that as the Bible says, as freely you have received, you, you should freely give. Mm-hmm. And the Bible speaks, you know, very, very deeply and very often of of the poor being among us Mm -hmm. the bible says in psalm 41 verse 1 you know blessed is the person who considers the poor god is saying even if you think about doing something for somebody who who is oppressed somebody who is weakened somebody who 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 just needs that that boost Mm -hmm. that god shows you favor and and that's that that's that stands against a lot of what society is doing right now yeah a lot of what society is saying it's yo it's about you it's about what you're doing you know and if you're doing something take a selfie put it out there but but that 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 stands against everything that god is setting up in terms of what social justice is because it's it should be something where it it, it naturally emanates from us to want to see others do better yeah and <laughs> We had an amazing week this week at the seminary with uh, Week yes. of Spiritual Emphasis. Yes, yes. And so this um, gentleman, Pastor Dr. Pavel Goy, so I hope I'm saying his name. Goya. Goya, right. Yeah. Um, did an amazing week mm-hmm. in three days. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a master class on yeah. not just preaching, <laughs> yeah. but just the whole concept if you're a Christian high yeah. And he touched on, on praying. Mm-hmm. And he talked about when, because I mean, the people ask the question, "How do we, how do we know our prayer being answered when we pray for the right thing?" And and he talked about what's important when we pray isn't to pray for what we need or what we want or when we're going through a difficult time to focus on pray on our problems, but pray for others mm. instead of praying for what you need. Pray for your brother and your sister. Pray mm. for your neighbor. Pray for people that you know. Pray for them. It's more of a a selfless act than a selfish act. Because when you start to pray for folks, you start to do things for people, then the things that you, then you worry less about your problems. Mm -hmm. And you see God try to start to do things in in your life. And he used an example about his own personal experience. And I'm sure some of us can attest to when we stop focusing our, on our issues and we focus on helping others, doing things for others, then we see the benefit. When Christ came, he didn't focus on his, what he wanted, what he was about. It was about how can I be of service? How can I uh, 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 help people to the point where I'm willing to give my life so that you can have eternal life? And so that's why it's important to as it relates to social justice, to care about others more than we care for ourselves, and that's what the whole point of this thing is about. And, you know, before we, we we delve into the Bible text, it's it's I'm I'm really happy that you brought up um, the week of spiritual emphasis that we had in the seminary um, this past week because there was one particular statement among many that he mentioned that that really stuck with me, and he said your biggest sermon 
is your service. Mm-hmm. Your biggest sermon is your service. And if you come to think about it, you know, not many people can sing. Not many people can preach. Not many people can exegete a Bible text where they can bring someone to a decision in a certain period of time. Not everybody has, you know, these giftings and skills, but everybody has the ability to do something outside of themselves willingly, mm-hmm. willingly. And and that is what each and every one of us as Christians, followers of Christ, need to need to need to need to emanate. And and I I like what um, Ellen says when she said that we should spend a thoughtful hour thinking about the life of Jesus. And then she says, especially the closing one. But I don't want to talk about the closing part, even though the closing part is him given. Still, mm-hmm. we could look at his life. We say we are Christians. What did Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Jesus served others Mm -hmm. and if our spiritual experience is just us receiving 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 then in truth and in fact we're pretty much spiritually obese yeah what are we given what are we imparting you know if if what we're hearing is not changing our, our our vision the lens that we look through to see to see the need of others to have compassion on others then really and truly what are we being fed yeah, and, and I think, and also we need to understand that service, and some people say, well, we are just doing that to because you think it will bring you salvation. No. Mm-hmm. If you look at your life, and I was thinking about this this morning, where I could have been this morning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where my life could have been, where I could have been physically, where my life could have been spiritually, but the fact that I was introduced to Jesus at the time that I was right. and the impact that he has made on my life um, in terms of all the things that are happening now, but also eternally, the plan of salvation that's available to me mm-hmm. and what my eternity will look like because of Jesus, then my response to that is not only thanksgiving and praise, mm-hmm. but Lord, what can I do to show my gratitude? Yeah. So it's not about trying to win my salvation through helping others, mm-hmm. but just because God is so gosh darn it good, I want to make sure others get that same opportunity to know the God that I know. So I'm going to do everything that I can. If you're suffering, if you're struggling, if you are hungry, I'm going to feed you. If you're homeless, I'm going to help provide a place for you to live. If you don't have clothes, gonna- whatever it is, if you're going through a difficult time, because God has lifted me up from where he has lifted me mm-hmm. up from, I want to make sure you have the same experience. So I'm going to do what I can to help you to be uplifted so that you can know the same Jesus that I know. But, but we do it for everything, man. Check Instagram, check Facebook. Every time we celebrate something, every time we have a great experience, something that brings us joy, we want to share that with others. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that is something that is naturally within us. And that's an awesome thing. But we need to categorize the goodness of God mm-hmm. on a higher level of these things. Because without the goodness of God, without the breath that we breathe, let alone, mm-hmm. all those other things are encapsulated within it. Because if God now should take away all his blessings from us, there will be no space for those goodness to operate, the mm-hmm. things that you, that you post on the ground. Mm-hmm. And God is saying... I just need to be in the proper place in your life. Mm-hmm. And imagine if if we should just give God his proper place. Mm-hmm. And his proper place is just to acknowledge him. And he's saying, this is how you do you, you acknowledge me. Pay my goodness to you forward. Mm-hmm. As I have freely given to you, 
give to someone else, do for someone else. And that, to me, is what social justice is, from my understanding in the Bible. And as you say that, and I mean, we've we've we touched on a few things, but one of the, the, the Bible passages, or one of the, the verses that I looked at, mm-hmm. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the book of Isaiah, and I was going through, and, and, and Isaiah is talking, and God is talking, and Isaiah has this vision, and, and God is talking to the children of Israel. And, 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 and this is one of the things that I love about God, and I see in myself, whenever I'm acting the fool, whenever I'm moving away from his ideal, he doesn't embarrass me. He talks to me, he's like, look. Mm-hmm. I need to put you in check and he yeah. gives me warning either through you know sometimes it, my kids my wife the the reading the bible but in verse 17 of chapter 1 it says learn to do right seek justice defend the oppressed take up the cause of the fatherless plead the case of the widow mm. and I mean it, it's telling me that you need to look out for those that are less fortunate. Yeah. In the communities that your churches are, there are widows, there are poor, there are orphans, there are homeless, there are folks that are hungry, there are folks that are being oppressed, there are folks that need justice. As a church, as a Christian, as someone that may be in a position to, maybe you can't do the helping, mm. but you can help with finding the resources to help those folks in your community and even in your church that are going through a difficult time. You you know what? I I really love this text Mm -hmm. because verse 17 is the end result of what God was telling his people. Mm -hmm. But before verse 17 happens, he told them in verse 16 to wash yourselves, make yourself clean, which means that you have to put yourself in a position where you're not in the wrong Mm-hmm. But you're at a vantage point where you can see the wrong. Mm-hmm. You see, when you're in the muck, it's hard to to fix the muck. Mm-hmm. If you're the one oppressing, it's hard for you to fix oppression. If you're the one kicking key in the corner with somebody, talking about somebody, oppressing somebody with mm-hmm. your words and putting negative thoughts in somebody else's mind about somebody else, it's hard for you to turn around and in that same breath, try to uplift somebody. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, first of all, fix that. Yeah. Come back to my word, fix that. And when you have done that, then now your mind will be keen to see what oppression is. And I, I love what the how the Bible teaches. The Bible says the the, the words of God are exceedingly broad. Mm-hmm. So when God gives you this this broad swath of 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 seeking justice, it didn't tell you to find it. Mm-hmm. Tell you to seek. You see what I'm saying? What does that mean to me? That means to me that if if I'm at a place where somebody have their metaphorical knee on my neck. Mm-hmm. The very fact that you say something, even though you may not fix it, is a, it can be some sort of a relief to me knowing that someone sees the plight that I'm in and is able to sympathize. Yeah. And I, I and now we're going to get in trouble because now we're, we're probably going to start <laughs> know, preaching. Right? But um, yeah. as we even look at the passage, now you, you go back to 16, but even reading it come down, it adm- it admonishes us mm-hmm. as Christian. It's not the service you have every week. It's not the tithing offering yep. that you bring. Mm-hmm. It's not the fasting. that God's like, I don't need all of that. I have mm-hmm. 
what I need you to do is, yeah, first wash yourself, mm-hmm. become clean. So repent from what you are, but also seek justice. Mm-hmm. Defend the oppressed. That means you're going to do something for them. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to look at it and say, um, well, so-and-so is being oppressed, my brother. It means you're going to defend them. You see them going through a situation. You see a knee on someone's neck. You're going to stand up and say, no, you speak don't for what's do right. that. And, you, and so you have to, so yeah, we don't want to hear every week when we go to church, but we got to talk about it because it's mm-hmm. still happening. Yeah. Um, but the point is, are we just talking about it or are we then going to act and then do something to say, okay, we're not just like one of your favorite words, pulpiteers, mm-hmm. or we're just pew warmers where we like, okay, I go to the church that's lit social justice because my pastor preach about it every mm-hmm. week. What are you doing when you leave after you hear the message, after you've been inspired? Are you out there doing something to seek justice and to defend the poor? That's a that's a solid point, man. And I, I think this is, is where every Christian should be speaking on behalf of others who are voiceless. Yeah, and, and as we transition, another thing... And if we say, well, that was the Old Testament, what did Jesus do for social justice? Mm. Matthew 25, verse 34 to 46 talks about, it's where um, Jesus is uh, talking about the sheep and the goats. And he talks about whatever you do, and it's a long passage, so you can read Mm -hmm, it, but mm -hmm. we are all familiar, is when he's talking to the folks and they're like, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. When I was in prison, you came and visited me. So he's telling them, those who do these things, when you do these for people, you do it for me. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, I'll receive you into my kingdom because you 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 took care of me. Mm-hmm. You provided for my needs. You, 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 you make sure that I was treated fairly. You make sure I was hungry. Then he also talked about those who don't do those things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, God, when did we see you and not do good to you? It's like, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was in prison. So basically, when you do this to the least of me. So whatever is it we do for each other. We're not just doing it for the person that we see in front of us. But because we're all children of God, because we're created in the image of God, and because we were reconciled to God through Christ Jesus... When we do it for them, we're doing it for Jesus. And, you know, God has given us a playbook here. And God is saying that you can be on either side of this situation. You can be on the side of those who will say, Lord, I never saw you or whatever the case may be. Or you can be on the side of those who actually had the spiritual sight to see and actually did. Now, what I see in that text, Ludlow, mm-hmm. is, you know, there are literal words that I was in prison and you visited me. I was hungry and you clothed and you you gave me food. Now <laughs> it's not necessarily only speaking about, you know, Rikers Island or, you <laughs> know, the, the, the local lockup. It's talking about some people are in the prison of their mind. Yeah. Some people are in the prison of relationships. People some people are imprisoned by anxiety. And the only way that you can know that people are in these positions is if you did exactly what Jesus did. If you go and mingle with people, why? Because if you desire the good of folks, 
you cannot do that from a distance. Yeah. If 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 you really want to be in touch with people, it's just like owning a business. If you want your business to thrive, you have to locate your business where the highest foot traffic is. It's like you're bringing your business to the people. And likewise, it is with this work of of social justice. Um, in a, from a Christian standpoint, you have to take your willing heart and your willing desire to where people are, desire their good. And in mingling with people, you'd realize, even thus through conversation, that a lot of people are going through a lot of things. And you may not be able to, to help them. No. But if you seek to help them, if you seek to show that you care, that is alleviating somebody's burden. And God is pleased by doing that. So you can never say, oh, God, I, 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 never, I never saw you hungry. But yeah. what about the man that you passed? Yeah. What about the, you know, that person, you know, on the subway that when they're asking for change, you, you're, you're, you're doing a, a risk analysis in your mind to say, well, I wonder if he's going to use this for drugs or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, you know, do the Christianly thing. And maybe in the morning, one of our prayers should be, God, show me what you want me to do today. Yeah. So he can reveal his plan to us. So in that moment when, you know, it, it's the opportune time, we'll be able to do what we're supposed to do. Yeah, and I think for those of us that are Christians and and, and we look at our Bible and, and we'll use the last text and then we'll go into something else. But uh, James 1 and 26 and 27, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep the right reign on their religion is worthless. 27 says, Religion that God our Father accept as pure and faultless is this. Mercy. To look after orphans and mm. widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Folks, we can't escape it. It's something we, we have to do. If we are who we say we are, which is people that are believers in Jesus Christ, then our response to being those people is when we see people are oppressed, when we see people are hungry, we're going to want to get involved. And if we look at what uh, the definition of social justice is, then that is social justice. Yeah, that is social justice. So we are going to do what we got to do to make sure folks are looked after, not just preach a, a banging sermon, sing some amazing stuff. Because, I mean, we can preach and we can sing. Mm -hmm. But... The preaching and the singing may not go anywhere. Those who we want to hear the singing and the preaching may not hear it because they're so hungry they can't hear it. Mm -hmm. Because they have so much stress dealing with uh, the injustices that they're dealing with, thinking about where their next meal is coming from, how their rent is going to be paid. If we aren't able to, to provide them resources to help them with that, they won't hear it. I mean, you used to serve in church. I used to serve in church. Sometimes I'll be on the pulpit and I look down and you just see the long faces mm -hmm. from our members. There's no joy yeah, because they're dealing with stuff. And one of the things that always amazes me, me as a Christian that know God for myself, that prays and stood the word, go through the things that I go through and have anxiety and depression, whatever it is. Imagine almost losing my mind. Imagine someone out there going through the same things, mm -hmm. sometime worse without knowing Jesus. And you know, you know what's, what's interesting? As we come to the question, what can we do as a church? The first thing that we have to, to be, 
not even before we do the first thing that we have to be is have a heart that is converted mm-hmm. and i know this is a a loaded word and this you know we could take a whole you know segment to, to deal with that but you have to have a heart and this is the litmus paper test for me in short just looking at the text that we we just looked at you have to have a heart that has compassion mm-hmm. for someone who is less than yeah. or as the bible calls them the least of these mm-hmm. you 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 have to have that lens and if you you're not seeing yourself seeing people as someone who can be helped someone who can be redeemed then it means that the lens that we're looking through is fueled by a mind that is not fully converted yeah and it's when we have this heart that is seeking conversion and this heart that is converted that we will go to our pastors and our local church leaders and say or ask what can i do or i have this idea yeah. Pastors are are looking for members who are brimming with ideas, people who will take the reins of things and go forward, or people who will just do things. I know individuals who have started non-for-profits, who have formed small groups, and they go out and they just go feed the homeless. They they do coat drives. They 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 do these things because they realize that people need help. Yeah. And when you start to see through these lens, it's, it's sometimes it's not about the doctrine per se, but it's about how you view humanity and all those other things will come, come back full circle. So the first thing I would say, you know, what to do as a church, go talk to your pastor, say, Hey, I'm here. I'm a resource. I'm willing. What can I do? Yeah. And I think that's key because again, in our church, we have so many gifted and talented people with your day job what is it you do for your day job what can you use the gifts and the the talents that you have we have nurses in our churches we have doctors we have accountants we have lawyers i mean imagine as a nurse if you say you know what i'm gonna volunteer a couple hours a month to come by the church to take reading blood pressure readings for Mm -hmm, folks in mm -hmm. the community uh they may not be able to afford a doctor i'll try and get one of our doctors in one of our churches or in a hospital to come visit my, my church on a Sunday afternoon, write some prescription, um, check some, give some, 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 some checkups. Um, something that I'm passionate about prior to coming here, I was an accountant. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe in providing free tax services. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I did in New York one year I was there. And even here at Andrews is something I'm working with the CID program to provide free tax help for folks in the community that's something that's easy the iris provides the training you just have to do the research so that's one thing uh education um equality what can you do to help educate folks in your communities about what their options are for their children to get education housing we talked about housing last week uh, there are organizations in most communities, especially I know in New York, there are a lot of them mm-hmm. that provide education and resources for people who are interested in buying homes. Can my church work be a, a center where they can come a couple evenings during a week to teach those classes to educate not just your members, but folks in a community? How can they learn about getting finances to to buy homes or also start a business, small business association, loans, uh, business plans. How can we help? And the church building mm-hmm. that we only open on Sabbaths, 
some Wednesdays, maybe Sundays, maybe Friday night for practice. How can that building be used to be a light in a community to provide um, those services? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, if you if you want to capitalize on the, the free tax services, hit us up at TL Playbook on Instagram or Facebook. We'll get you in contact with Ludlow if you're um, uh, Andrew's student, if you're in the Barron Springs area or wherever you are. Just reach out to us. We'll hook you up with something. Yeah. But, um, you know, as, as we as we come down, as we come down, you, you, you spoke about the church being open and available. We also want to talk about education. Mm-hmm. Because when you start viewing things differently, then the things that you ingest will be differently, will be different rather. The, the, the things that you read will be different. The places that you go will be different. The interactions that you have will be different because you want to make sure that your time is not wasted and that your time is purposeful. Yeah. So what you'll do, um, therefore, you'll, um, you'll, you'll make sure that you're going to your community board. Because you want to make sure that you know your neighbors. You want to make sure that you have a seat at the table. You want to be at the place where you can help to make sure that your community is the best community by putting the best policies forward and, and um, making it a place where everyone can can be served equally. Um, you want to make sure that um, you know your children are educated that they understand how things happen and why things happen. And, you know, I I will tell you this. If you're in a church or a a group situation where you say, hey, let's do this, and there's only a handful of people or less than a handful of people who who are willing to take up this mantle, you must understand that this is normal. Mm -hmm. Why? Remember what we said earlier. It is only a heart that is drawn out with compassion that's able to see these things and most hearts even though all the hearts come to church all the hearts are dressed up all the hearts are clapping their hands and having a good time in the lord not every heart is drawn out towards humanity not every heart is following the dictates of christ or the example of christ in its entirety so there might be a few so don't be intimidated by the lack of support you will have exactly what you need coupled with the Holy Spirit to help you to move on. Yeah. And for some folk, all it takes is 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 just for that movement to get out of first gear and see how God is working in the community. And that could be the way that God ministers to them. So don't be disheartened if you are, you know, you're in a church of 400 members, but it's only f- four individuals who came out to to um to to um to your program. Just keep pushing and keep doing what you got to do. Well, thank you for tuning in. Just know if you are interested in social justice, all you got to do is just reflect Jesus Christ. Have a little compassion. There's so much we can do. It's biblical. As Christians, we must, we should, uh, because the Bible directs us to do so. So thanks for tuning in. Check us out next Monday. We'll be back with another banger. And hopefully you're blessed. God bless. See you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Please look out for a new episode every Monday. Special thanks to Ashova uh, Acoustic Wave for providing our theme music. Also want to shout out Dwayne Rowe for the logo. Check him out on Instagram at Dwayne Rowe and his website, DwayneRowe.com for more art. And don't forget to like and follow us at TL Playbook on Instagram, on Facebook. Until then, see you next Monday.